Welcome to the Daughters of Eve podcast, a show exploring scripture, health, healing, and the herbs that Yahweh intended for our medicinal benefit. I'm your host, Lisa Marie. I'm a herbalist, woman's health practitioner, fertility and menopause doula, teacher, and author. I create this podcast with my ministry partner, Carmel, so that we can share our wisdom and experience that will help you cultivate your body, mind, and spirit. We love to offer practical and scriptural knowledge to help you dive deeper into the Word and learn about the herbs from our wonderful Creator. Our goal is that you will walk away from every episode encouraged, informed, and prepared to apply the contents to your life that will bring health and healing to you. Each episode can be found on your favorite podcast app, and the transcripts and recipes can be found at daughtersofeve.online. For our latest news and updates, be sure to sign up to our website so that you don't miss out on anything awesome that's coming. So, grab your cup of tea, and let's dive into this week's episode. Hello again, sweet sisters. Well, after a week of missing the podcast, last week was a bit of a bust. And before I knew it, the week was over. It was Shabbat and my day of rest. Uh, and then a new week began. And here we are. Now it's Wednesday and this week's half over. But today I'm just going to pick up where we left off and we're going to be talking about the second herb in our natural first aid series today. We're going to be looking at a wonderful healing herb called comfrey. Comfrey is a member of the Barrage family and it is a fast growing leafy perennial. And if you plant it in your garden and don't want it to take over, um, I suggest that you put it in a pot. <laughs> because it's one of those um, plants that will just go everywhere. Anyway, um, its Latin name in Greek is symphys, which means growing together of bones or knit together. Now, what I like about knit together, it, it kind of reminds me of that scripture verse in Psalm, 109, in Psalm 139, when David said to Yahweh that you knit me, knit me together in your mother's womb. And I think that that is very appropriate for this herb because in all honesty, I have only ever up until this point used comfrey for um, menstruation issues. I about, well, when I first started out in uh, herbalism back in the early 2000, uh, I had terrible endometriosis and um, I discovered that comfrey and lavender together made a fabulous uh, lotion that was very calming and soothing to my cramps. And it works so wonderful. Uh, so that was, you know, what I knew about comfrey up until I started studying it um, specifically for this series and found out how many more wonderful um, healing properties that it has. Um, so we're going to talk about those today and then you're going to, you know, if you check out our website, you'll find the notes from today, um, as well as, um, I'll be posting some recipes for some different things that you can use comfrey for. It's really interesting because the records for the use of comfrey, they go back as far as 50 AD. 
Um, it's been applied externally as poultices for bruises, sprains, and fractures. It's also been taken internally for a number of medical problems from gastric ulcers to female problems. Now, before I dive deeper into the benefits of comfrey, I want to address the controversy that goes on about this plant. There's been some heated debates among herbalists on the safety of comfrey. Most often, a herbalist is quoting from someone else that claims that it's not safe. So I'm not convinced, but I do know that there have been some a few studies done. So I want to address this uh, issue objectively, as objectively as possible, by looking at the evidence um, given and its potential harm. Comfrey has been shown to con contain pyrolizidine alkaloids, um, also known as PAs, which are substances that are potentially toxic to humans because they cause liver damage. There are well over 600 different um, PAs and they have been identified in more than 6,000 plants. So they are something that we need to be aware of. Many of these PAs, however, are harmless, but the ones that are harmful do take a pretty serious toll on our liver. They can cause liver disease or liver cancers. PAs are found in the Barrage family, in Aster, in orchids, and pea families. And basically, they're the plant's defense mechanism against being eaten by herb herbivores. So for the plant kingdom, they have a pretty big job. So how this debate on comfrey came about was it was due to a study where rats were, found, were fed a large amount of comfrey leaves and they produced liver cancer. The controversy arises because the study may not be completely conclusive. Factors such as the difference in how much comfrey was given to the rats, uh, how their bodies reacted to it, they could all be very different than humans. Also the type of comfrey used. So there's been big questions about the, this study. So there's no doubt that all species of comfreys of comfrey contain PAs, but some probably less than others. The two most common species of comfrey are Symphytum officinale, which is common comfrey, and Symphytum ex ablandicum, which is Russian comfrey and is also a hybrid. The Russian comfrey contains more PAs than common comfrey does. However, plants can easily hybridize within any genus, so it's hard to say which plants have higher PAs unless that exact plant itself is tested. One study done in 1980 showed a significant, significantly lower levels of PAs in common comfrey in the leaves after the plant had matured and gone to flower. Another study showed that the leaves had fewer PAs than the roots. All of this being said, I acknowledge that these studies exist. And when you feed large rats, large, or when you feed rats large quantities of comfrey, they're likely going to get liver damage or liver cancer. Based on this study done on rats, there does seem to be a question as to the safety of taking comfrey internally. To my knowledge, there have been no human clinical trials regarding comfrey ingestion. Of course, how could they ethically do so when there is an active debate on its toxicity to humans? So my opinion is this. 
I feel that there is a real, albeit rare, risk of using comfrey internally. Therefore, I use caution and I don't recommend comfrey for internal use. If you choose to use it internally, that's totally up to you, but I don't recommend it. Better decide to side on the safety caution side. You know what I mean. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind, though, that neither comfrey root or leaf should be used during pregnancy, breastfeeding, or particularly with small children who have developing livers. As a herbalist, I do not feel that it's ethical to recommend to anyone a plant that has a potential of causing serious health problems. So simply, I don't. As far as we know, it's entirely safe to use comfrey externally, though, and I have had great success with it. Now that we're done with the business of the warning, let's talk about what comfrey is good for. Well, it's a super healer of the body's connective tissue, the skin and bones. It works for cleaning wounds, broken bones, pulled ligaments and sprains, varicose veins, burns, hernias, and healing from surgery. It truly is a wonderful plant created to heal us. There have been several clinical trials done validating comfrey as a wound healer. One was over 250 patients used either a comfrey cream or a placebo on fresh wounds. Those using the comfrey comfrey cream healed almost three days faster than those using the placebo, which is pretty amazing. So how does it work? Well, it's a cell proliferant, which means it increases cell growth and rejuvenation, thus propelling the healing action of the body. Comfrey is a powerful burn healer also. Although I've yet to use it on burns, I have been told that it soothes burns and aids in the healing of them. If you take fresh comfrey root and blend it with a little bit of water in a blender or food processor and you make like a slush with it and then you freeze it in a container to store, um, when you need it, you just simply pull it out and cut a little piece off and apply it to the burn. And I'm told that it instantly stops the burning pain and heals the skin quickly. So it's definitely one to try. I am on the lookout for fresh comfrey right now. It can also be used to reduce swelling from stings and burns, which makes it a wonderful addition to our natural first aid kit. Another of its properties is that it it gives the ability to modulate uh, inflammation and minimize pain due to injuries. It's very good for back and joint pain. A study done showed comfrey to be effective for patients with osteoarthritis of the knee, Patients who used the comfrey cream daily for three weeks had significant improvements over those given the placebo. It concluded that pain was reduced and the mobility of the knee improved and the quality of life increased. Personally, I'm going to test this out myself as I have very bad knees. My right one is much worse than my left. So I'm in the process of making my own comfrey cream to apply to my knee and I will keep you posted on the results of its effectiveness over the next couple of weeks. So I've just finished my comfrey oil and in the next day or so I will be mixing up the cream to start applying. So I'm I'm interested to see how well it works because I've yet to find something that has been very effective for my knee pain. 
um, I actually read a testimony of, of, of another, another herbalist who had made a comfrey lotion for her mother who had um, a very bad knee and needed knee surgery. And after her using the, the cream, the, the lotion for uh, three months, she, it, they discovered when she went back for um, a checkup with the consult or the uh, consult with the uh, the knee surgeon, he told her she didn't need knee surgery anymore. So I'm hoping that it works for me. <laughs> like I said, I'll keep you posted. Uh, comfrey can also be used for poultices. It, it can be used in sobs and washes, and it can be prepared either from fresh comfrey or the dried leaves and or roots. The roots can be preserved in the freezer also, so you can always have access to it even outside of growing season. Comfrey can also be extracted into an oil and in, or infused into oil, which can be made into the salves, cream, or lotions. And it's not hard to do. I, I did a quick um, version of it the other day because I didn't want to have to wait. Normally, when I make my infused oils, I put the dry dry herbs in a, a mason jar and top it up with oil. Uh, I usually use olive oil um, and then I store it for a minimum of eight weeks and let it uh, macerate and, and get out all the good properties into the oil. But I didn't want to wait to make this lotion for my knee because I wanted to, um, to get it, you know, start, start using it to find out the benefits of it. So this time I did um, a heat-infused oil, um, and I used my slow cooker. I, I have a specialized slow cooker for um, herbal oils, and <laughs> actually I'd never used it before. So I put, um, and I didn't have olive oil anyway either, so I used coconut oil, and I put the dried herbs into the slow cooker, topped it up with the coconut oil, and I um, I let it just simmer, well, not even simmer, just warm um, for 24 hours. Um, I think you can do it longer. I think you can do it up to 48. Um, and I didn't use a regular slow cooker. I The one that I have is specifically for like a fondue for melting chocolate. So it doesn't get super hot. Um, it just gets to the point of melting, which is what you want. You don't want it to, to you don't want the oil to get too hot. So I've done I've done the heat infused oil and I'm going to be making the lotion with that, like I said, this week. Comfrey is not just good for healing our aches and pains either. It's also a great garden fertilizer. The leaves can be used as a mulch um, and added to your compost pile or fermented down into a dense green liquid, which you can then put on your plants and use as a natural fertilizer. It's the common comfrey that's widely used for medicinal purposes and the Russian comfrey that's most often used as a garden fertilizer. Comfrey is a hardy perennial plant. Um, it has a very strong root-based base system, so it's pretty much impossible to kill if you, are living in, if you live in a temperate region. You can hack it back and it will still return with new growth. That's why I said at the beginning that if you want to start growing comfrey um, and you don't have a lot of room or you don't want it to be taken over by it, I would suggest starting it in a plant pot. And you can always, once it gets, um, once it gets stabilized, 
uh, you can always put it in a bigger pot or transfer it to the ground. Um, but even that, I would, you know, maybe have a a raised bed for it or something so that it just doesn't take over. It's like mint. It just it just goes and it just doesn't stop. <laughs> it has um so the look of it, it has these oblong leaves uh that are coarsely textured with kind of smooth margins. Uh the flowers bloom late in the spring and to early summer and the flowers range from pink to blue to purple and they're small bell-shaped flowers. They're very they're very pretty. Uh, it can grow to about four feet tall. And the wonderful thing is that bees love comfrey flowers. So if you are a beekeeper or have a beekeeper that lives nearby, um, having some comfrey would be very beneficial. So some special considerations for comfrey as are um, as discussed, all species of comfrey contain, a P, contain PAs, which can be harmful to our liver if taken internally. The mature leaves of common comfrey contain the lowest amount of PAs, and the young leaves and roots contain the most, the highest amount of PAs. The second thing is comfrey should be completely avoided during pregnancy, breastfeeding, or in children with small developing livers. Thirdly, comfrey used topically is considered safe in regards to PA toxicity. The fourth special consideration for comfrey is that you shouldn't use it on an infected or dirty wound, um, especially a puncture wound, because it may heal the skin before the infection has cleared, uh, therefore causing much bigger issues. And, and this is really important if, it's a, if, if it is a puncture wound. Um, for example, maybe you've been camping and you've been using a knife and it's not clean and somehow you get a puncture from it. Um, you don't know if dirt from the knife has, is now inside your body, obviously. And then if you use comfrey on that um, and it heals over quickly, you could end up with a deep infection in your tissue and it just would not be good for you. So... Just make sure before you're using it that your wound is cleaned well and if in doubt, don't use comfrey until you know that there's no infection. Lastly, the last consideration is to be very cautious in using it topically over a broken bone as well for the same kind of principles and reasons that if the bone hasn't been set correctly, comfrey... Um, because it works so well in skin, repairing skin and, bro and bones, if you put it on top of a broken bone that hasn't been set correctly, you're going to then heal the, the bone in the position um, that it's at without being set. So that could also be disastrous. So just use caution. I don't believe anyone um, would disagree with me when I say that comfrey is extremely valuable for first aid. Therefore, I highly recommend this fabulous plant. It's a definitely another must for you to try. Um, as I said, I'm going to add some recipes on the blog post um, along with today's script so you can try them. We will also have our the lavender and comfrey soothing tummy cream for sale soon in our shop um, that I first started using comfrey for. Uh, I highly recommend it. I used it for years for menstruation cramps and it really did 
bring me a lot of relief. Um, and not just that, because of the lavender in it, it's also very calming. And I found that um, having endometriosis, I, I had it for so many years. And uh, before I had a hysterectomy, and I was, I would bleed sometimes 21 to 28 days rather than the seven days and being off for 21 to 27 days. It was, it was a pretty terrible time for me. And between the bleeding and the cramps, um, I just felt like I was constantly uncomfortable. And I, when I would use this lotion, I would put it on my abdomen and uh, put a hot water bottle on top and just kind of lay um, on the sofa when it was really bad. And it was very comforting and soothing. And it would take the cramps away. So I highly recommend it for any kind of um, menstrual issues. Anyway, I hope that you've enjoyed this, that you've learned um, this new herb, if it's if it is new to you, and if not, um, you've learned something and and want to now add it to your natural first first aid kit. Uh, I highly recommend not just the use of it, but also growing it yourself if you're able. It can be found in the wild. Uh, I do know people that forage for it and have found it. Um, I have yet to do that, but I'm still fairly new uh, to BC since moving here. So. Carmel and I haven't been out to find any, but the plan is to grow some. Um, we're just looking for <laughs> more pots right now. Anyway, thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe, follow and share our podcast. Also leave us comments um, because we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you about things that you have found uh, interesting or informative for you from our podcast or that topics that you'd like us to discuss. Maybe you have a favorite herb that you use in your natural first aid. Um, we would love to hear what it is. So leave us a post or leave us a comment um, either on our website, um, on one of our social media pages or um, through the podcast itself. So have a wonderful week and shalom sweet sisters. Thanks for spending your precious time with me today on the Daughters of Eve podcast. I hope that today's episode has been encouraging and helpful for you. If you're a new listener, thanks for checking out our show. And don't forget that you can find all of our recipes, links, and show notes over on our website at daughtersofeve.online. While you're there, you can subscribe to get updates when new episodes are released and all sorts of other goodies that we put out. You can even submit requests to us for future podcast episodes. Don't forget, subscribe, follow, and share our podcast with others also. I hope you have a great week and you'll tune in next week for the Daughters of Eve podcast.